0: And what is going on? Welcome to this episode of The Dealer Playbook, a podcast that explores what it takes to create a thriving career right here in the retail auto industry. I'm your host, Michael Cirillo. Today, I am excited to bring you my new pal, Marc Lavoie from Autobahn Academy, because we're talking about how to master that follow-up. the The topic of follow-up and doing it properly and increasing business opportunities from following up and mastering the follow-up, really falls into a topic of conversation that i both love and i hate and that is communication proper communication see i love i love communication because i know that in so many instances especially in our industry it could solve many many of the the issues that we face as an organization but the hate side of it is i hate that we are still so poor at it um I've, I've had some personal experiences dealing with, as a customer in the industry, um, as recently as this weekend, getting trying to get my vehicle serviced by the dealership that I purchased the vehicle from, um, which was a complete nightmare. And I'm sure we will we will unpackage all of my woes. You're going to, you, Mark, you're going to have me laying on a couch at the end of it. The, the, <laughs> but, but I want to, I guess, I want to turn this over to you because… Here we are. It's 2020. Businesses have existed for 7,000 years. And we're still having an issue about follow-up and communication. From your vantage point, because I know you've been in the industry a while. You've been a brand specialist at Audi. You've worked for vendors. You've got your own business that you're working now. What is the biggest challenge that we're facing when it comes to communication and follow up.
1: Well, yeah, you know, I could ex- expand on it with, like on days uh, with that topic, but I think it uh, it always comes down to the amount of value you could bring to your customers and how you can nurture your nurture your relationship with them. Whether it's that service or if it's a prospect on your website or if it's a customer you already know, you already sold to. How can you sell? How can you sell more cars to them? And um, like what I see from dealership is the, what's really, really, really hard is how to find new ways to provide value and bring something to the table when you're following up, because two things happen when you, when you don't know uh, how to do like, or to provide proper follow up. one, you won't do it because you are not inspired. Okay. Because at some time, at some point you might want to follow up with a customer, but you just don't know what to say. Right. And, um, and the, the, the second thing that happens is that you, you will be irrelevant and you will be annoying your customers when in, in a way people expect a follow up. They expect to be taken care of. And um, I, I've seen it like too many instances, but you can see people actually going back to to, to a dealership or uh, to a BDC and say, you know what, uh, my, my, my consultant Mike they didn't follow up with me. They didn't call me back they're expecting you to do it. Right. And um, like, there's a whole bunch of emotions that comes with, you know, follow-up I'll leave that to uh, your pro community, but uh, it's, uh, it, it's really important that you understand really, really what's going on with follow-up that you have a sequence and, you know, you have a plan. I see no plans on dealerships, working follow-ups and this is why it fails. It's book. funny you say this, right? Like sequence.
0: I'm a huge advocate of applying a sequence, having a plan. You you mentioned kind of like a, a checklist of sorts. I mean, we've all seen it. You, you walk onto an airplane and there are the pilots and they got the checklist on their lap, like their pre-flight mm-hmm. checklist. Um, there's those in the industry like Elise Caphart, Anthony Alagona, who are big proponents of scripts right? Like Elise has hundreds and hundreds of follow-up scripts and appointment setting scripts and stuff. And you touch on this. Do you think that it's as easy as just having this script and things will improve? I mean, what's your take on that?
1: Um, a, a, a script sometimes could be a little bit too stiff. So you got to be adaptable to what your customer is needing and asking. Uh, much like your pilots, you must have a checklist, but a destination. And then you get to adjust through like different winds, different traffic. Right. Mm. I think it's pretty much the same thing with, uh, with internet leads or like any database nurturing. Um, you got to be prepared. And when I, when I talk about a sequence, you know, if you worked, Internet, let, let, let's say you're an internet sales manager today and it's been three months you've been in the business. By now, 90% of instances and customers of types of customers and types of customer journeys have already happened, okay? We can pretty much predict what people need when they need a new car. There be There'll They're going to be shopping for cars. They're going to be looking for a specific payment if they have down payments. Uh, they want to know how much their trading is valued. Uh, they want to know the current incentives. Do you have it in stock? So by that time, you should be able to answer all questions from your customers before they do. And if you're able to achieve that through like a, a sequence or call it what you want, um, it will just make sense. And there's one thing I've been uh, brushing up on my side is transferring from time-based Sequences to event based sequences. Mm. Um, I, I work with so many dealerships, they had like a one to 90 days follow up, like everything was perfect list, perfect script. I mean, it's better than nothing, but day 37 might not apply to uh Nicole, who's in the market for something else than Robert, you know, right? And you got to be adaptable because if you use too many scripts or too many automations. Uh, it's not going to be personable, so this is where it really gets tricky, and this is where I think BDcs have a, a a huge role to play in the industry. Unless you're really committed as an internet sales manager or some someone that doesn't take really um, too many ups, yeah,
0: yeah. Th- this is I love that you're bringing this up. This is hilarious because not not what you're saying. What you're saying is I, so, so. hyper relevant. <laughs> What I'm about to share, I think, is, is is hilarious because you know, I've been pretty open about the purchase of our gorgeous Hyundai Palisade. I mean, the vehicle mm-hmm. is for for family, holy smokes. The thing has eighteen zillion USBs and this thing is crazy. It, it's, it's awesome. Crazy like, value for money, that thing my wife loves the vehicle. Yeah. But the experience purchasing the vehicle lacked so much communication, so much clarity. Um lying deceit, like all Mm -hmm. of your typical things that add to that stigma of the car business happened to us. Like couldn't have been a worse guy for (laughs) this experience to happen. But, but to your point about event based, why I love that so much is we had a, a crappy experience that once the sales rep to owed the deal to the sales manager who screwed the whole thing up, by the way, it was not her poor 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 you know person it was not her it was the sales manager that screwed things up she had no clue what was going on the finance manager had no clue what was going on the general manager had no clue that that any of this was happening to us it was kind of isolated in a vacuum however the only event in the crm and in the email system was customer in pipeline so after delivery of the vehicle with a horrible experience, by the way, it took 18 days to get the vehicle when we thought it was going to be three. The The event-based trigger was vehicle delivered. Michael Cirillo promptly gets, a, thank you so much. Would you leave us a positive review yeah. on? And so I love what you're saying about event-based because, yeah, do you think it's going to cause more work potentially because you're going to have to have different triggers for different events, but it would not have ticked me off if I had got an email that said, Hey, we hope you love your vehicle. I'm the general manager. I understand this was a less than perfect experience. I would love to have a phone call with you to, to learn so that we can improve. We are constantly looking to improve. And I'm so sorry that this did not add up and, and trigger here's, you know, here's a gift card to the keg go go get some steaks on us like we just yep. want to make you happy at this point and we're we hope you like the vehicle but we you know and that didn't happen it was just that blanket time-based they delivered vehicle please leave us a positive review and i'm like i need to step away from my computer because i don't know what words are gonna <laughs> come yeah, out of my fingertips I, I, I...
1: Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's, it's really hard to shop for cars. I, I recently bought one two months ago and it's been, I, I, I was really, really being hard on the people I was, you know, shopping for, but uh, it's, it's just, you know, being in a business, it's just a bad habit, I guess. But I, in your case, I mean, it's, it's quite odd because delivery and sold are two much different events. So this is what happened, right? You signed the deal, you, we're set to take delivery in X amount of days, but you received like communications, like you just like took possession of the car. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Well, this is basic. This is so, 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 so basic for a dealership. Like those two events are like a really different. Um, I think, I, I hope that every automotive CRMs do have those two separate events because it's not the same. It's um, a different set of action activities should, should, you know trickle from these two different events because in in this case it's been 18 days but in uh you might you want to you, you you might want to buy an uh, an ev right now in in much uh in some brands like it's toyota toyota rav4 you might just be waiting you might just wait for five six months maybe right so you can't basically send an email saying how's how's the car like yeah exactly it it looks a bit silly. It's not the end of the world, but it's it, it looks silly. I know it's yeah, uh, and, and you know. I mean a
0: lot of people cu- customers talk about we we they joke about how robotic the messages sound. So let's talk about remedying this. So you've already brought up migrating from a time based follow up system to an event based yeah, follow up sure. system. Can you maybe give us two or three different events specifically? So I mean ones that maybe listeners are not thinking about they're going hey okay I, I understand this sold versus taken delivery versus whatever what are some other events that you're looking for to create to, uh,
1: event-based follow-up yeah solar delivery is the end goal the obvious choice okay that's but that's the easy one because by that by that point by that time you know the customer uh, they you sat down with them um you know when i talk about event-based follow-up or marketing. Um, I mean, it's, it's even more granular than this. Mm. You should be able to take different actions for someone who has uh, visited your website many times or clicked on a uh, different set of links. Um, let's say I'm following up with a customers, and um, I, uh, I'm i not sure what they're looking for, right? I got an inquiry, a form, and for some reason, the, um, the vehicle of interest was not in the form or the email I got. So my first action to, as a dealership, is try to determine what uh, vehicle of interest or is it finance they are looking for? Is it new or used or finance? And then maybe I would like to bring them, um, send them two or three links, try to see what's really going on and try to poke um, their interest and know which which link they're going to click on. I know more, most systems are not ready to do so, Um, but, uh, just for, for like a quick parenthesis, that, that COVID pandemic, um, has brought something new on my business and we've been providing dealerships with virtual BDC services since a few months, Mm -hmm. um, the beginning of the year. Right. And obviously it's been a party on my end because I'm now testing what I've been, uh, proning on the Autobahn Academy. So I'm, I'm just not the guy telling you what you should do, but I'm testing everything behind the curtain. And I see what's working and what's not. And I can play around with those stats, which I've never been able to do, right? And, uh, you know, doing this, I, I've seen a lot of power in doing so. Try to bring people on the website and see what they're doing instead of, you know, try to guess or going for a generic follow-up sequence that just starts like, hey, we've been in business since 1967. Uh, we're a family business here. You got free coffee and free Wi-Fi, you know. Uh, this is not what will we'll get you or your customer um, value or let alone get them uh, towards the end of the funnel, you know, the bottom right. of the funnel. Right.
0: It's, it's interesting that you go that granular. I mean, we we definitely see success when we're working with our agency client partners mm-hmm. that the the internet, like this is important for everybody to understand. There's, there's this old saying you have two ears and one mouth use them proportionately. And that is to express the importance of listening in a business relationship. Well, it, little, little uh, uh, secret here. The mm-hmm. internet is the best listener on the planet. Yeah. All it does is listen. And so, you know, what, what you're hearing Mark talk about here is paying attention to the behavior of a consumer to help identify the things that they are interested in, the topics, the vehicles. It's not just vehicles, by the way, like helping understand the difference between service intent customers, parts intent to purchase customers or research customers, vehicle shoppers, new versus used I mean, you can even go type a vehicle, features yep. of a vehicle. Like, there's so many things. And if things are established or set up properly on your digital presence, um, y- you can leverage all of that information. That information, this is one of the reasons, by the way, Mark, just internally in my organization, in my agency, we don't have a sales department and a marketing department. We have a revenue team.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Right?
0: And that's because yep. I want any of the marketing intelligence any of those kind of behavioral things i want that stuff to bleed through to people who are generating revenue in a one to one manner i want them to understand what people are actually interested in so that i can then turn around and give them a much more personalized experience
1: yep and you, you know what the funny the funny thing i can, like i realized over like over creating personalized experience through automated systems. Right. Because like right now we're sending like tens of thousands of emails uh every week on the on behalf of dealerships. Okay. Right. So you can't possibly do everything like personally. But the best trick I've found, and this is a huge secret right now. Um you know every time I write a new follow up or a new automation, you know, I'll do it through like a like a real email, I've seen too many dealerships having control over a an automated system that provides them with the ability to create a sequence of emails. And day one, day four, day seven, day ten, right. day fourteen, and yep. then they just go through. They just like get a coffee. They they sit down and they say, okay, day one I'm gonna th- I'm gonna say this. Day four I'm gonna say this. Day seven I'm gonna say this. Problem is, it's not real. It's not. There's no real energy and emotion behind it. Sure. What we've been doing instead is that we've been doing the first few emails you know manually and then we can adapt mm. them in, in the sequences. So you're actually
0: so what you mean by 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 manually through yeah. through regular email I think you said is so instead of using something like say Mailchimp or your CRM's mm-hmm. built-in mm-hmm. system you're actually going into Microsoft Outlook into yeah. Gmail and you're yeah. writing the first two or three Sequence or e- emails in that sequence. Yeah, how are you yeah, sending exactly. them? Are you sending them manually as well? So you're writing them in the moment, or are you you yep. you're not stacking them up or
1: queuing them or anything. No, no. no. Like that. The, the the first ones are really sent manually to customers. We're tracking replies. Uh, we're really having a real conversation, and when we're ready and when when we're comfortable with the content and how it's worded out, um, then we transfer it to the to the system. Um, it, it makes a huge difference on the reply rate, the open rate. Um, and they're like the way that, how people answers, uh, answer to do those emails. It's, um, it's a real email they're getting. So, and then we, we, we play around with values and variables, but it's not, uh, then again, it's not crazy. It's pretty simple, but it makes a huge difference doing it this way.
0: This is interesting. Let's, let's, um, let's unpackage email, I guess, writing email marketing a little bit Mm -hmm. here. Um, have you found, so you had just mentioned reply rate and open rate Yep. without, obviously, I'm not going to ask you to divulge all of your trade secrets on a public facing podcast. It's okay. However, um, have you found a particular word track or word tracks that increase your response rate versus others?
1: Yeah, I I don't know if it's a track or key principles okay. um you know I, I i wouldn't mind uh like uh telling you about uh, all my my trade secrets right now but it would take one hour and a half maybe <laughs> that could be a training actually it's um i, I like to share everything i, I find and I, I and i like people to challenge me on everything i find too sure uh, because it makes everything better for everyone well, let's talk principle
0: wise th- then like what's a mm-hmm. what what's maybe some of the key one or two key principles you've found that that maybe a dealer could start investigating on their own. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I think like one thing for sure is staying away from spam, uh, spam based uh, keywords and emails. And this is why pe- people are convinced email marketing is dead today uh, because we, we all get into spam or promo boxes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, you have to write your email just like you would an SMS, uh, it has to be personal and non promotional. I know it seems pretty funny and simple, but I, 90% of people are not doing that right now. Uh, you can use uh, questions in email titles instead of going for uh, promotions, uh, deal, your price on the new CRV. Right. Um, like an email title, like, Have you seen this, Michael? Exclamation point might just get you at like double open rate than your your new uh your request on uh, XYZ, XYZ Honda. <laughs> your you request know. on fill
0: in the blank here. It's funny you say that too. I think one one thing I would add to that is maybe a word of caution is be beware of all caps mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and beware of too many exclamation points in your subject line. I found yeah. when it's when there's all caps and too many because we can go exclamation point crazy right one two three like anything past one like you you made your point with one when you get to three um email sender protocol is going to look at that and say okay well this is probably
1: just an ad for viagra (laughs) or you know like something like that the algorithm or any email client will be um, test like seeing what what kind of ratio caps to non-caps will be used. Uh, exclamation points. If you want to be safe and you want to make it like more um, like easier to like to open for your customers, just use no caps at all. Just yeah. No caps. Yeah. Like not even the first letter. You know. Uh, at least it's gonna stand out. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, because the the only goal by now is to have someone open your email. I work with a large BMW dealership in the, in Texas uh, a few months back, and they had like a, like a really hard time uh, doing email marketing, but they had a database of like one hundred and ten thousand customers to wow. well prospects and customers. I mean, I told them right off the bat. I said you could switch your whole ad money out and just write it off your database. Yeah. But at the same time they had an open rate of 8%. Mm.
0: Um
1: you know they really over time I looked at what they did and they really shot their their database there they got like spam um it was written all over so they had to clean it out restart use a different system uh but within 3 months they were back at 40% open rate which is pretty wow. good and it's i don't know if you know but at that time they had 70,000 customers like cleaned out customers there would there wow. were like 40 bad ones yeah uh, but that that at that time it was an email would provide them with 30 to 40 um you know uh, appointments in a week it's just crazy
0: and it's so easy to track i mean the 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 yeah. data
1: around email is so
0: so interesting i mean now this is we were talking about something pre-show we were actually Our 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 mini rant around social media and this kind of feeds into what we're talking about right now people people within the sound of our voices right now you need to understand something when you see a sponsored ad or somebody sharing their opinion on social media you must dig deeper. And what I mean by that is if I went onto my Facebook right now, because I'm a marketer, because I'm in business, I would see at least three opinions of people that say email marketing is dead. Don't do it. Never do Mm it. Here's a problem with the world today. We see one thing, Mark. We see one thing and we take it as gospel truth. Oh, well, see, I'm not going to dig any deeper. What is it about our society today? That we will not dig deeper. This is why, by the way, our our neighbors to the south. I, I love you guys, but this is why there's so much turmoil is because nobody like goes a, a layer deeper. They just take what they heard on yeah. the street, and so so here's the point. You're you're speaking about email marketing. I'm ai love email marketing. I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of it. Um, But they're going to go on social and they're going to see somebody make a case for why email marketing doesn't work, why you need to invest everything in Google My Business. And then you're going to see the Google My Business person say email marketing doesn't or or you're going to see the email marketing person say, no, email marketing is the best channel right now. Ignore everything else. You're going to see the Facebook ads expert that says forget everything else. It's all about Facebook ads. You're going to see the LinkedIn expert, et et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So on and so forth. Here's the thing, though. It is not about just doing one of these things. It's about making sure that they all fit together in a, in a sustainable and scalable way. Um, however, having said that, if you thought email marketing was dead, um, you know, you, you've got Mark here talking about the importance of it. You've got individuals like Ryan Dice uh, from Digital Marketer, one of the largest digital marketing mm-hmm. agency and teachers on planet Earth. Saying email marketing has been one of their largest proponents of growth um you can't ignore a forty percent open rate that is much higher than many people are getting on any of their Facebook ads and by the way they're already sitting there and so in a one to one context it's 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 all nearly free you just have to know how yep. to
1: leverage it yeah as soon as you get your contact I like but like from now on it's free like what's really going to happen is it's just a matter of what you're going to do with your 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 prospect or your customer because like some people even have like customers and they fail to nurture them and they don't buy with them anymore you know and it, this is what's really costing dealers today and it's it's true for any business by the way um i i i like i did a post today and it, it was about follow up on linkedin but you know i said you know what i'm going to lose some money today by not following up with someone who I should be following up following up with like this is my case. Okay. I I, I got dealers to bring on Autobahn Academy. I I I'm doing follow up, but I could do better follow up. Right. Okay. It's just it's just how it is. And I I like I really like this thing about building my own business right now because I can test things on my own and then say to whoever's on automatic Academy you know what this worked this didn't work because of these principles it makes sense yeah uh, and for uh, this is what I've enjoyed the most since I've been on my own because it's something like I really wanted to do when I was back in a in an agency because I couldn't test everything I wanted to you know right and I think entrepreneurship has proven to be a really a uh, good self-development course by itself and more like most dealers are, are, are going through that today. And, uh, I, I think it's really fun to be, to, to be help, helping them right now. So it's for like to, to, to bring back to a point, um, we talked about social media and, uh, email marketing. And I think, I, I, I'm not sure if everyone now like today is gonna has listened to your previous guest, um, which is a lady, uh, Audi, please on Instagram. Yeah. Jennifer. Yeah. Jennifer, uh, like, like her her approach is really on point when it comes to social media because I have been asked so many times to, you know, do something about like help dealerships on social media and help salespeople on, on, on social media. Yeah. And there, there, there was like so much gold in, in that interview. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's about, once again, bringing value, not talking about always the the, the same product, the, the product itself. You want to talk, it, it, it has to be about lifestyle and it could be about your lifestyle. But to email marketing, you have to cater about your customer's lifestyle, you know? Mm. You know? Yeah, if, I
0: think that's huge. And I mean, stack what you've just said now on top of somebody like Ali Retta, you know, I don't care yeah. if Guinness stripped him of his title. He's the Guinness world record holder for selling the most vehicles in a year. And everything you just talked about, uh, stack it on top of what Jennifer Worsley talked about in our previous episode, or on top of any sales professional in this business or dealership who is doing anything significant, they have found a way to add the human touch to all of their oh. communications in addition to, to the follow-up sequence. Um, Mark, man, this has been a tremendous conversation. I'm so glad that we were able to connect and, and get you on the show here and share some of your your wisdom and advice. It's super powerful stuff. Certainly, I would encourage anybody that is that is you know curious about how they can improve their communication to really take what Mark has talked about today and say, okay, how can I apply this to my context? You know, knowledge just for consumption sake is you, you become a walking encyclopedia. I know over the last three hundred and some odd episodes of the show, it can be really easy. To become a walking encyclopedia of things, you know, should be Mm -hmm. done. But the importance is to go through right in this episode. We talked about, um, you know, follow up sequences and and migrating from time based to event based, really paying attention to consumer interaction. We've talked about, you know, paying attention to the more granular actions that people are taking. So you need to go Wait, What does that mean? That's the whole point of the show. You got to go, wait, what does that mean track more granular? This is where you have so many resources at your fingertips to say, hey, I got to go to Google and figure out how to track those granular interactions. If it, if that's not already the case, or I need to reach out to my agency partner or my vendor and say, are we doing this? And if so, how do I access it? P.S. Are you holding it hostage from me? Because that's a that's a big nay nay. Don't do that. Um, but so much value in here, man. So much wisdom. I I Thank you for joining me here on the Dealer Playbook podcast. How can those listening get in touch with you?
1: Well, thanks thanks for having me. I I, I just want to make sure we can help dealerships around us. So, um, if you want to drop me a line or challenge me on on something you've heard today or something else, you can uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, just um, just search for Marc Lavoie M A R C L A V O I E or just Mark. Um, yeah, send me a line on. Let's connect on LinkedIn. And, uh, Let's uh, let's discuss. You're the man. Thanks so much for joining me. Awesome. Thank you so much.